All right, welcome to episode three. We've got Max and Cadence on the pod today. Guys, thank you for being here. Of course. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolute privilege. We'll just kind of jump right into things. First thing we're going to do is talk about a lot of week two reactions from the NFL. So let's start out with the Lions, man. They show their prolific offense. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. They have scored more points than anybody in the league, right? They're fourth in yards per game. Is Jared Goff maybe elite? No, he's not. I'll <laughs> tell you that right off the bat. Jared Goff is not an elite quarterback. The Lions will not be successful until we get a rookie, someone on a rookie deal or a proven veteran. Think about CJ Stroud? I, I have dreams about CJ Stroud. <laughs> on the Lions, oh my God, with his running ability and just that arm talent. We already have the, the highest paid offense in the NFL. Saw things from DeAndre Swift that we haven't seen, honestly, since Barry Sanders. Yeah. So True. it's the first running, it's the first running offense that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. I think credit goes to Ben Johnson there as well. Oh, amazing hire, way to keep it in the team. You know, the way he dials up plays, the run games, the Lions have three 50 plus yard rushes. No other NFL team has more than one. That's only, exactly. and I don't know his age exactly. I'm about to look it up, but he is young. He's very, if oh, we yeah. can keep him within the organization, yeah, we're going places. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is this is the first Lions team besides like 2012, 2013 that I'm like legitimately excited. I yeah, know. and the play calling takes stress off Dan, lets him kind of manage the well, game, be the motivator that he is. He doesn't have to let Dan Campbell be Dan Campbell. Yeah, Dan Campbell is not the type of guy that is gonna like run your entire offense and be the X's and O's. I'm sure he knows his X's and O's. But that is not – I want him to be the next Mike Powell. I want him to be a motivator – a motivator. (laughs) A motivator of men. He's a leader of men. I mean, that's his greatest quality. Absolutely. I mean, look at the hard knocks footage. I mean, the way that everybody responds to him. Like, even Travis Kelsey has, like, said, I would love to play for Dan Campbell. I think everybody in the NFL would love to. I mean, that's just a testament to him, you know, how much he cares about football, which you love to see. And that's what the Lions need, especially after Matt Patricia era. I mean, God. Or we getting into him already? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if the topics come up, might as well jump exactly. in. Exactly. Right. Matt Patricia single-handedly sat the Lions back 10 years, not only with the scars he left the organization with, his drafting, I mean – Holy blank. That guy does not know his foot from his butt. He is absolutely horrible. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, just because you come from the Belichick coaching tree does not mean, you know, you're the next Bill Belichick. Everybody from the Belichick coaching tree has been terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't – the Patriot way only works when you have seven Super Bowls to show for. Joe Judge flamed out in uh, New York. Looks McDaniel's flamed out in Denver. Looks like he's not having a great start in uh, in Vegas right now. So, you know, maybe maybe Belichick three is just Belichick. Talk Colts. Talk Colts, right? Colts get shot out by Jacksonville, right? Which apparently last year was Pound Town, right? (laughs) 0-24. Matt Ryan, the savior for the team. We desperately needed this this quarterback that could finally get them over the hump. Throws three picks yesterday. They have this elite roster. Everyone talks about they have the surrounding talent. They just needed a quarterback, and that's the difference. Between Quinn them. Nelson, the best O-lineman of the decade? Generational talent, right? Now they bring in the guy, Matt Ryan, and they have I mean, yet to win again. How old is yeah. Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's got to be 37. So I mean, yeah. he. I mean, we, we need to be realistic. He won an MVP in what, 2017? 
16. 16. A lot of years. Yeah. 2022. It's almost 2023. I mean, argue. I mean, he's the best quarterback they've had since Andrew Luck. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, who yep. they had? Philip Rivers. Yep. Who can barely throw the ball. Yep. 15 yards. <laughs> Trash. I mean, who was it last year? Jacoby Brissett. Horrible. Trash. Yep. I mean, Matt Ryan is definitely the best one they've had. I mean, you skipped uh, Carl Wentz. Oh, <laughs> How can I forget? I mean, the turnover machine. Turnover machine plays only hero ball. Doesn't know how to go through a, project, uh, a progression for his life. And it showed when he played the Lions. Yeah. And we absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. Nah, we didn't absolutely destroy them, but, you know. First half. That's a homer yes. take. But <laughs> uh, we, we played very well. Yeah. They, they, they did make us look good. And I, I wanted to really touch on this Colts thing because I was looking at the top 100 list that, that's going on by NFL players, which is a, it's a poor list. Mac Jones is, is a top 100 player according to that list. That, that's atrocious. That's atrocious, I mean, right? That's... So take this with a grain of salt. But they have five top 100 players, which is more than, than a lot of teams. And, you know, we're talking Ooh, about – DeForest Buckner. So we got Jonathan Taylor at number five, number sure. 18, Shaq Leonard, sure. number 28, generational talent, Quentin Nelson on the yep. offensive line, right? And then we got number 66, your man DeForest Buckner, number 82, Kenny Moore, cornerback, right? It's 11 Pro Bowls, 10 All-Pro appearances for those guys, right? It's been five years with that so-called stacked playoff roster, right? They have one playoff one to show for in the wild card round. So my question is that the talent's there, right? They bring but in Matt it? Ryan. But is it? I mean, The talent's there on the offensive line, but if, as we see as the playoffs come around, late season football, you need a star-studded cast at your position players. What? Michael Pittman Jr. is out, and he is not. You, he cannot be your number one wide receiver. There's yeah. no chance. Like – I mean, they got JT in the backfield. He's an absolute dog. But, <laughs> I mean. It's true. I know. I, I mean, on the, at least on the defensive side. I mean, they have all a tone in the world. Science yeah. defying Gilmore this year. I mean, obviously they're dealing with injuries. Check Leonard. He's out. Uh, but on the defensive side, they have. On the offense. How are they giving up 26 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars? 24, 26, whatever the score was. And it's only going to get worse, right? Like Quentin yeah. Nelson just signed a four-year, $80 million contract extension, right? All yeah. those guys are cheap because they're all in the first few years exactly. of the contracts. Yeah. They're going to have to start signing checks pretty soon. Defense is going to lose its depth. They're going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah, a gonna, lot. So the question is, do they sacrifice some defensive prowess in order to get better at those skill positions of the wide receivers? Here's another issue that it might be. Is it Frank Reich, the head coach, right? Everyone likes – he made Carl Wentz. He made Carl Wentz look like an MVP candidate in Philly. He coached Nick Foles. And again, he wasn't head coach, but he got his fingerprints on that offense yeah. as oh, the yeah. offensive coordinator sure. in Philly in those years. He, he helped Nick Foles win a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. I personally, I love that game. <laughs> I, hate, I am a Tom Brady hater, have been, will be forever. You see how he just got his number one wide receiver ejected? He oh. instigated that fight. <laughs> He instigated that fight with um, was protected, man. With, with, with Lattimore. Yeah. And Lattimore, down, elite <laughs> defensive <laughs> talent. Yeah. And he, Tom Brady just runs his mouth and just like how he does in the pocket, falls down or walks away before anything gets real. Yeah. Yeah. So as does LeBron James, by the way. That's just kind of well, I see a lot of parallels yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. He never sure. wants to get and big things. Also, yeah. I'm a prolific LeBron James hater. Yeah. So <laughs> makes sense. I hate greatness. What do you want from me? <laughs> All right, well, so the Colts have issues. It's pretty much just win now time, and it doesn't look like they're ready to win now. So, Colts are in trouble. Hopefully, they can get out of it, but um, I'm not super optimistic about it. Let's jump into the Giants, something you can be optimistic about, right? 
They look gritty under Brian Dable. Right? They've won two games. They, they arguably shouldn't have won. So my question is, you've got – you seems like that's the best coaching hire of this season is to get Brian Dable to go. Absolutely. Can they overcome Daniel Jones' deficiencies no. in quarterback? So Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. That was quick, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, they cannot. Daniel Jones is not the guy. Quarterback rating at 99 this year. Now, that's only two games. He's also throwing 182 yards a game. So, yeah, you know, is this – because what do you – here's the issue with your New York. If you win too many games this year, I guess we just got to keep Danny Dimes, right? Because they, they want they want to find a situation that keeps the fan base happy, but Danny Dimes is bad enough that they can justify picking up somebody else, yeah. right? Totally. I mean, it feels like they're very invested in him. I mean, less – I mean, any other rookie quarterback who's played the way he's played, like all the mistakes he's made, I feel like – with any other team, he would have been automatically gone. They'd find another option. But, I mean, what is it, his fourth year? He's still a starter. He's basically been the starter ever since he was a rookie. It seems like they're very invested in him. I don't know what they see in him personally. The fact that he looks like Eli Manning. Yeah. I mean, that's so. about the whole line is the whole line's poor. Line. Yeah. It's, it's really they poor did, still. They have invested a lot of draft capital. I mean, you have guys like Evan Neal. Sure. I mean, I don't know who else is yeah. perfectly honest. But <laughs> <laughs> they stink. Their whole line is not very good. Daniel Jones is not the guy. Saquon Barkley, he's what, had two catastrophic injuries in four years, five years. Yeah. And is if you got him rushing behind a, a, a prolific O-line, maybe he could, you know, be his old self. But with that O-line and the pressure, they just stacked the box, and he, he can't do much. Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at the signing of Kenny Galladay, they're paying Kenny Galladay like $35 million. I don't know if it's $35 million. It's like 18 18 19, 19. <laughs> He is coming in with the voice of reason. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for correct. But, I mean, he's, he's like a top 10, top 20 paid wide receiver in the NFL. And he just no, does he's not. Probably, he's probably caught less than 20 passes. He's, he's been injured career. the entire time. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he was on the line. Like, I watched him every single Sunday. Very good. Yeah. But is he worth that kind of money? No. And that's why the Lions didn't re-sign him. Yeah, but the, the very rare good decision by the yeah. Lions front office not to pay a guy. Yeah. Who, what front office paid that, though? That was pre-Brad Holmes. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Credit to them. One that's good right. thing that came out of that era. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate I hate everything that happened during that time. Except was uh, the Stafford trade during that era? Or no, no, that was Holmes. Okay. Yeah, he did. Smart, smart decision. Brad Holmes is a smart man. We, yes. we had to get we is he still very good? Yes. Stafford walk on can speak to Stafford. He is a Stafford guy, has been, always will be. But we needed to get something out of him. Unfortunately, Jared Goff is part of that. <laughs> but he's a bridge quarterback. He's yes. a bridge guy. Yes. I want I want golf next year. We draft the QB. He our QB that we draft sits one year. And that Jared Goff can be a backup or a bottom, a bottom twenty quarterback, bottom twenty-five quarterback. Yeah. He's just the arm strength isn't there. Honestly, the he's being bailed out by DeAndre Swift in that over. That's my it's a fair take. It's true. It's a fair yeah. take. I mean, I feel like that trade, at least I feel like Lions definitely win that trade, though. I mean, with Stafford, I mean you only give up Stafford, you get what, two first rounders and a third rounder. And Jared Goff. Yeah. I mean, Goff, Matthew Stafford, how old is he now? 35? 34. 34? I mean, yeah, he's got three years left on his contract, probably. I mean, how is – if Stafford is looking – They got a Super Bowl, though. They can't win the Super Bowl. The Lions, by the way, you can't say the Rams lost that trade. 
They, they got a Super Bowl. And what is, as a speaking as a Lions fan, I would literally mortgage 10 years of our future for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's sure. been – we it's been literally infinite. We've never won a Super Bowl. That's so – Would you – this is serious, but would you trade a kidney for a Lions Super Bowl? That's a tough question. Honestly, I'd consider it. Though. <laughs> like, I would definitely like mull it over. Maybe a liver, because that re- that regenerates. <laughs> a liver? You mean you're a part of a liver? Oh, part of the liver. It, regen- it regenerates, right? I'm not sure about that. Okay. Well, maybe a kidney, though. Maybe yeah. a kidney. I've got two kidneys. Yeah. yeah, I know, but I don't know. I I'd give up. I give up a finger, a toe. Really? Yeah, not a thumb. No. But like, <laughs> You know, you know, one, of, one of those middle toes. Exactly. You know, yeah, so I do something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, something okay. like that. That's fair. Right. Yeah. We'll table that. Maybe we'll see. You know, how, how that's what we get here. But, <laughs> uh, okay. So we'll we'll see how the Giants do. Danny Dimes isn't the guy. Maybe they'll find somebody who is. Um, talk about the Dolphins, right? Game of the year so far. We're only two weeks in. Maybe comeback of the decade. Unprecedented comeback, right? Yeah. It's two of that. Is Tua that guy? Right. Well, everybody has their concerns. He doesn't look the same as he was pre-injury at Alabama. All of a sudden, you know, he drops. He had almost 500 yards passing yesterday. Bad first half. The second half is as good a football as you can play. Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, fastest wide receiver duo I've ever seen. They had combined for 361 yards and four touchdowns on Sunday. What's the Dolphins' future looking like right now? I think it's very bright, honestly. Especially with Mike McDaniel. I absolutely love that. I agree. Yeah, absolutely I agree. love what it. What a hire. Exactly. I mean, it just, he just with his play calling and coming from the Shanahan offense. I mean, that with especially with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, those are yak monsters. Yeah. You could throw the ball five yards down the field and they'll take it twenty yards every time. Oh yeah. I mean, every time. I think the way that he gets play action involved, he uses that Shanahan style of running back by committee. I mean, I think honestly, sky's the limit for them. And their defense is very good too. I mean, you've got guys Xavier Howard, solid O line. Oh. I mean. Sky's the limit. They'll go as far as they take themselves. I look. Tua is good. He is a he is he's probably a top seventeen ish. So I I I I'd like to keep up within the top twenty. Sure. Um. Sure. Is he the guy? Is is he going to take him to the Super Bowl? No, I I don't see that happening. They just beat a very good Ravens team. Well coached, John Harbaugh, Super Bowl champion. They won with Joe Flacco. No shade to Joe Flacco, but I mean, Joe Flacco also won this weekend. There you go. There you go. But I mean, I think that is he the guy that is going to do is going to give him a, a Super Bowl. I just don't see that within the Dolphins' future. But I see them making the playoffs. I see them potentially winning a playoff game, which is more than I can say for the Detroit Lions. Like, or just I just think that. I think he's a very – and I just think he's been so disrespected. They have they have done everything possible until this year to make sure he's not the guy. Taking him out of fourth quarter, intense situations during his rookie year. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, love Fitzy. He's yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, great do beard, not, I am not trying to throw honest. any shade at Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Fitzmagic is real. Yeah. But those are the kind of things that a rookie quarterback needs to go through. He needs to he needs to be able to fully develop and pulling him out of those situations was detrimental to his advancement as a QB in the NFL. Yeah. But this is the first year that they're giving him a legit shot. They just added Tyree Kill, the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, Jalen Waddell, 
great draft pick. Uh, Mike Gusecki, maybe they can upgrade at the tight end position a bit. But, um, yeah, I, I really think the Dolphins are going to go at least. And, you know, in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. Playoff football. Especially in that division. I mean, oh, all yeah. I have to yeah. do is be better than the Patriots and the Jets. Which is the easiest wild. thing of all time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the Patriots, I said this before, bottom five offense. Yeah. Terrible. All right. Well, we'll see how the Dolphins do. They look good. They haven't lost, right? See how far they can go here. They're a frisky, maybe uh, fringe playoff team. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah. I think they have a real shot at that wild card position. Yeah. yeah. I think the Ravens. Yeah. AFC. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think they have a, the AFC though is just. It it's a gauntlet this year. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to play either the Chargers or the Chiefs in the wild They're not winning yeah. that game. There's yeah. no, like, I don't mean to be an oracle, but Patrick Holmes is the best quarterback in the NFL. He, the oh, one. Josh Allen? Oh, see, yeah. Okay. He's top two. Yeah. All right. Maybe, I think it's a 1A, yeah, 1B. Exactly. 1A, 1B. I mean, he, what he's done with that offense, I think he's better this year than he has ever been. Yeah, he, yeah because he, he's been able to just elude a defense and chuck the ball because Tyreek is going to find it somewhere. I mean, he's just faster than any DB. And the thing is, with Tyreek on your offense, they got to double team him. They got to have a safety or someone back there because he's going to blow a corner out, and that leaves Travis Kelsey, arguably the greatest tight end ever to play. I mean, yeah. he's a wide receiver, really. Yeah. But, I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah. And that was a, that was how he was able to run his offense. But now he's lost Tyreek, and he's, it doesn't look like they've lost a single stop. We've yeah. seen this before. Remember when uh, when Stafford lost Calvin Johnson? Oh, Absolutely. he's just the guy that throws it up high for the six five guy, right? Yeah. Matt, Pat Stafford or yeah. Pat Stafford, Pat Stafford, whatever you, know you what? want to call him. At least from an efficiency perspective, the stats actually improve, right? I mean, you're not trying to force feed somebody the, uh, the ball all game, which don't get me wrong. Throwing the ball up to Calvin Johnson is a good strategy. Yes, right? absolutely. When you learn, maybe it forces you to kind of break down the defense a little more, absolutely. go through your reads a little more carefully, check down a little more often. Exactly. Is it and he's got the arm strength to do anything. He can sure. put the ball – and the small, I don't, it could be a, a five yard slam. It could be an, an out route and he'll get, they'll zing it in there for Juju to catch. Yeah, Is Juju sure. the best wide receiver in the league? Absolutely not. But he's serviceable. He's a, yeah. he, I think he, you know, he had a falling out with the Steelers, but I mean, big bad in his later years, that's tough football to play. Yeah, I guess no shade to big bad. He had a, an unbelievable career, Hall of Fame quarterback, two Super Bowls. But um, I think that he's going to have a little bit of a resurgence for sure yeah. under that offense. Yeah. I mean, Reed, I mean, yeah, I, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, his career has been the absolute model of consistency. It's exactly what you want developing a quarterback. Andy Reed has been there all of his time. Basically, I think Eric Bieniemy has as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he deserves to be a head coach right now. Yeah, he's got two head coaches that's, on his team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and going on going in under Alex Smith model yeah. of consistency i'm a big fan of sitting that guy yeah. letting him learn develop from a veteran like jared goff for the lions that's what i want them to do get a qb jared goff we i've already slandered him several times this podcast but he is a veteran he's been to a super bowl yeah. the majority of the quarterbacks in the NFL cannot say that yeah. so sit him for a year and unleash him whoever yeah. that guy is totally agree Thoughts on Jordan Love? He's Isn't terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. There's no way they signed Aaron Rodgers to that deal 
if Jordan Love is progressing how they saw he was going to progress. Yeah, three year, they inked a three year deal for Rodgers after this year. I mean, and I get it. You don't want to lose Aaron Rodgers. He's a top 10 quarterback all time. I don't really think that's a hot take. I'd have personally have a little bit lower on that list. But um, Jordan Love is just, I just do not, I, to waste a first round pick when you have an MVP, MVP caliber player. I mean, oh, and they're suffering now because of that. They could have used a wide receiver. Uh, Right now, let's talk about it. The Packers. Okay. I wrote this question actually before the game yesterday. And I wrote it as, can the Packers win without a wide receiver given their blowout over the Bears? I wrote that before the game. We all knew they were going to blow out the Bears. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what they did. Right? Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He will. He's a barn owner. He's he's got a flag. He's got some shares. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know how valuable they are, to be honest. But I just he he's he's going to destroy the Bears on Sunday Night Football. He's done it his entire career, but they they're missing Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean that's not a hot take. Anybody can see it. They're they're playing check down style football. They're lucky they got a guy like Rodgers who can play that game. But they they've got Sammy Watkins as their number one guy. No shade to Sammy Watkins, but. He's not a number one They've wide receiver. they got a bunch of number twos on that yes. team. Yeah. So they got Lazard. Got yeah. Randall Cobb. I mean, the he's GOAT. Still playing. He's still good, he's, though. He's 32. He's, he's not he's not old as I thought he is, but he's got one season over 1,000 yards in his career. He's not I a know. number one guy. He's not Jordy Nelson. He's not. Right. He's, he was never one of those guys. And I do think the Packers can win. I think the Packers are one of the best teams in the NFC, actually. That defense with that secondary, Jair, um, Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. Yeah. I mean, they got some man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're missing Zadarius Smith. They yeah. got to sell him off to the Vikings, but, you know. Well, I mean, they replaced him. I mean, drafting guys like Quay Walker it's, from Georgia. I mean, they've got Kenny Clark. Yeah. Devondre Campbell. Yeah. Eric Stokes. I and mean, Russell Douglas as well. Yeah. I mean, he's an Aaron Rodgers needs a second Super Bowl for his legacy, though. No I doubt. mean, it's been over a decade since he won his last Super Bowl. So we saw the Rams get a just disgusting win in week two. They were just dying to give that game away to a terrible Falcons team, right? Yeah. And so we saw a trend that goes all the way back to last year. Stafford turning the ball over, right? Ever since about week eight last year, that first eight weeks of the season, Stafford's like the MVP of the league. And he started giving the ball back to the other team, and the Rams were able to win despite that. And then he kind of reined it in the playoffs. We all know the story there. So my question is, can he rein it in? Because his last four seasons in Detroit, I looked this up, his last four full seasons, right, without the Sean McVay you know, kid genius there, averaged about 10 picks a year. If he can get it down to about 10 picks for a year, like that it's kind of bad. football. That's very serviceable. That's, that's, enough, that's not, enough to not lose you a game. It's tough, especially when you lose a guy like Andrew Whitworth. I oh, mean, my God. Career he's, captain. I mean, he probably single-handedly held that offense. Absolutely. He, he's so good, and they are feeling it. He, yeah. he got – I mean – the Bills D line is elite. They yeah. only they only had to rush four. They didn't. They had like they only, no blitzes that entire game. Every single play, they only rushed four. That's and they crazy. got like five sacks. That's that is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, Sean McVay needs to dial some bumps because that is not. I mean, what do you yet. what do you dial up though? So you lose Wetworth, right? Former offensive lineman, Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so forget, first ballot. Yeah, forget the run blocking, right? Your offensive you lose that, so they can't get Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson going. Stafford, like you guys are saying, but you only have to rush four, right? You can leave more defenders back in the secondary to guard your receivers, right? Absolutely. That equals more picks. Yeah. yeah. Period. When you don't have to blitz the ball and your safeties and quarters just get to hang out, 
they're going to pick the ball off. All right. Let's move on to a different storyline. Uh, let's be the last one for week two uh, reactions is uh, the Broncos, right? They won. Again, that's a really ugly win. And Nathaniel Hackett, uh, rookie head coach for the Broncos, continues to demonstrate kind of like he just doesn't seem like he's controlling the game script, yeah, right? Totally. So should Russ feel good about his new team? And then speaking of Russ, the guy's getting booed during that game against Houston, right? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Not Houston, you mean Seattle. But he got no, booed. Houston. He got booed that's at home he, against he got, Houston. He got booed by his own crowd. Yeah. Oh my god. He understands. I love so. it that Seattle booed. That was awesome. I he loves to do his what team six, whatever. Yeah. Like he's like he's you know this he's supposedly Mr. this Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Broncos country? That's right. <laughs> but I mean he he pretends to be this, you know, humble man who's just like all about the team, the team, the team. Then we get reports from ESPN and everywhere. He's saying he took the Seattle, he won Seattle Super Bowl. Excuse me, sir. The Legion of Boom carried you to that Super Bowl. Please. And then he leaves and he's like, oh, I love Seattle. I want to stay here forever. The reports come out. No, no, no. You forced that. You forced yourself out. And now he gets this new shiny toy, the Broncos, Jared Judy, terrible injury, catastrophic to my fantasy team, <laughs> unfortunate. Um, but they still have weapons everywhere you look. Sutton, uh, Javante Williams, Javante Williams Melvin Gordon. I mean, everywhere you look. How's their offensive line doing? Mediocre. Mediocre, that could be it. I mean, I don't know. But Russell Wilson, I mean, a Hall of Famer, I'd say. But – Never he doesn't have an MVP. Yeah, he's another guy that needs yeah. a second Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Needs Absolutely. it. Bad. And you look at the way his former teammates responded to him. Oh I my mean, god. Doug Baldwin clowned him. Richard Sherman's clowning As him. As they should though. Exactly. I mean, even if you look at the post game when he came back in Seattle, literally nobody wanted anything to do with him after the post game. Yeah. He had he a jersey swap with DK Metcalf. Yeah. He played like one or two years yeah. with him. I'm I know. Get your jersey swap with that reception at the Seattle game, I think really and you know, sports fans. What'd you do for me recently? Yeah, so sure. I get it. You know, he left, but I think that was very telling of, you know, his time in Seattle. Well, I, I will say we'll see how Ross does in Denver. Sure. I think yeah. the jury's out on how good that team's going to be going forward. How many wins? This Give year? us a prediction. We're two weeks in. They're one and one. I'll say 10. 10 and 7. I would say 7. 7 yeah, wins? Seven yeah, wins. I, think, I think 10 tied. Really? I'm going to go, I'm going to go 9. Nine? Okay. I mean, they have to play Chargers twice. They have to play Chiefs was, yeah. twice. Lost, 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 lost. Ain't no play. way they're beating. I'd say they might split with the Raiders. Maybe they yeah, go one sure. and one with the Raiders. Sure. But still, sure. I, mean, I just don't. But they played about as bad a football as you can play so far. And they should still be 2-0. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they played their worst football. The offense has been anemic. But do you yeah. really think it's going to get that much better? Do you think they're going to start clicking on all cylinders? 100%. 100%. Well, I mean, okay. you, see, you see week one when they let 30 seconds rattle off before calling a timeout? Yeah, the coaching was... some head scratchers. But Daniel Ack, I'm not sure if he's ready to really have full control over it. Yes. That right. contributes, though. But, but he's, he's only going to get better. I guess. Every I week, guess. Every week. Well, dude. Do you know he's going to get better? That's, that's you can't an assumption get worse. You, I'm not ready from, from, to a, from a game managing perspective, he can't get any worse. He yeah. wanted to kick the field goal and give them no time left. I, I understand. I understand that decision, but what's with the 30 seconds of <laughs> a timeout? Yeah, that he's, was just a true burning time. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, he's any new. Madden player would know how to get <laughs> yeah. the clock better than yeah. I know. I mean, it's yeah. true. So. Shout out Madden. You can download the NFL playbook onto your thing. Yeah. Tyler Murray. 
he gets a hold of that, watch out. <laughs> yeah, he actually starts watching. Exactly. We'll <laughs> all right. That's enough uh, for our week two reactions. Appreciate you guys kind of breaking all that down. Of course. Let's move on to you guys for a little bit. You guys were, were in a cool spot here. You're both finishing up your last semesters at U of M here. So how does it feel to be so close? How does it feel to be leaving Ann Arbor? And what are your takeaways, takeaways from the last four plus years? It's a very unique feeling, honestly, especially going through like the online year with COVID. It's nice sure. to have that extra semester, you know, being back in the fall, but definitely mixed emotions, you know, obviously you're going to miss my time, you know, here with all the boys, you know, but like, at the same time, I'm excited to move on to the next chapter of life, you know, whatever that is, you know, so. For me, uh, yeah, I'd like to echo a lot of what he just said. Uh, it's more mixed emotions. I mean, Ann Arbor is a premier college town friends I've made here and are, I'll have probably for a very long time. Um, I'm only taking one class this semester, finishing it out. So I got a lot of time on my hands, really just applying to a lot of jobs, um, getting ready for the next chapter of life. But I am definitely gonna, gonna miss having, you know, five, six of my friends within half a mile walking distance, being able to watch Sunday, Monday, Thursday night football with us. Um, you know, NBA, MLB, when the playoffs get going, nobody yeah. watches regular season. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, I'm very excited for the next chapter of my life. I for mean, sure. you know, world's our oyster. You can move yeah. anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know where I'm going to end up. Could be. I'm, I'm hoping it's a major city, you know, Chicago, D.C. area, maybe Boston. I'm trying to stay away from New York. I'm not. I'm just not trying to pay those prices. To be honest, it's, yeah. it's a They're little. Steep. It's a little too busy. It's a little too hustle yeah. and bustle for my liking. Yeah. Um. Sure. I like to get out and play golf. There's. I don't even know where you can play golf in Manhattan. Uh, <laughs> if you can, pretty, I bet you the prices are. Good yeah, out. it's out. It's out my pay grade. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, but I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to the next chapter. It's gonna be yeah. really exciting. We'll take advantage of this year we had together. It'll be fun. We have been. Yeah. <laughs> it's nonstop football. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I've even been to their apartments because I got the NFL Sunday ticket and YouTube TV. Shout out Leo Saban. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're together more times than we're not, I'd say. Yeah, and we're building memories for the future. Amen. Love, love to it. hear it. Absolutely. It's a perfect transition because I wanted to talk a little bit about next i wanted to speak, specifically ask you about this you have just like you have such a reverence for football yeah absolutely know, sunday is the lord's day for you absolutely. for more than one reason okay? absolutely can you talk a little bit about why football is so special to you and why it's more than just watching a game that's a great question alex honestly football is just the second the super bowl happens it's just depression i mean it sucks when there's not football on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. I honestly don't know why I love football so much. I played four years total in uh, middle school and high school. Horrific career. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. But I just love being out there with the guys, the camaraderie, and whatnot. All right, let's transition a little bit. We've talked a lot about kind of, you know, off the field things. Let's go a little on the field. Cadence. You are, uh, you're the Pod's official NFL uh, film breakdown correspondent. This guy's okay. a sabak. He's a sabak. Okay. okay. The Lions should honestly be, you know, their scouts are foolish. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be looking into this guy. <laughs> okay. Seriously. The guy, he's a, he's the guy legitimately can break down film. It's something that you were explaining to me yesterday is with yeah. the Cardinals, so if Cliff Kingsbury, you know, 
controversial whether or not that guy should have that job, right? Yeah. But let's not get into that yet. Let's start with just one of the controversies surrounding him is the air raid offense that he runs in Arizona. Can you talk about what exactly that is and why it doesn't work in the modern-day NFL? Sure. So Cliff Kingsbury is definitely known for his spread offense. I mean, going back to his days at Texas Tech, uh, I mean, basically what the spread offense is, you're just running more receivers than you are wide receivers or tight ends. So a lot of their sets, they go four receivers, and then they either swap out a running back or a tight end. And so while that does gives you advantage in like the passing game, you have more speed and more space. You also sacrifice a lot of your protection for your quarterback. I mean, a lot, like almost every team in the NFL, you have to commit to running the ball and you have to, like it sets up play action. It sets up down the field shots. It gets the safeties in and it eventually like the running game is all about numbers. You know, if you have six defenders in the box and you only have five lots of offensive linemen, it's almost a guaranteed tackle for loss or a sack. And so with, you know, with Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, he never runs two tight end sets. Never. It's always in the shotgun. There's only five linemen. Maybe, maybe he's got a running back or maybe he's got a tight end. Other than that, you never see any heavy personnel. Yeah. And in the, in the NFL, you just have to use those numbers to your advantage. And yeah. he just doesn't seem to understand that, unfortunately. When you, so you want he wants all the speed on the outside yes. guys who can go you know make a big play yeah. catch a deep ball right but when exactly. you take out your tight ends your running backs guys who not only can catch the ball can also block right wow. yeah. wide receivers typically aren't known for their pass blocking or their yes. blocking, right absolutely unless your name's Kirk Cooper Cobb that guy, <laughs> that guy he, <laughs> my God I mean he's, he blocks does he do it yeah. all but so that it's tough because pretty much what you're doing is you're saying we want to make big plays we're going all in on the aerial passing attack yeah and you're foregoing pretty much everything else you're, you're hurting your your pass blocking your run blocking because you're pretty much telling your offensive line you're on your own yeah good luck absolutely yeah. good luck blocking every single defender that could be coming this way right yeah exactly yeah and so I far mean, it hasn't worked yeah i mean he kind of gets away with it because kyler murray i mean he's yeah i mean so he's mobile. so evasive he's so evasive i mean but at the end of the day i mean you might have regular season success but in the playoffs, you're getting absolutely exploited every single time. Yeah. Like, there's no way you have playoff success. You own the trenches when you're in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, look at the teams that make it to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. They're all run-first offensives. They all, you know, understand the Traditional, importance yeah, of a power run game. And, I mean, the fact that Cliff Kingsbury has an NFL job to begin with, we talked to him, we just touched on his time at Texas Tech. He was unsuccessful at Texas Tech. Yeah. He, he was he, he was an all-time his, – his record as a college coach was – he was losing more games than he was winning. Yeah. And I know he, you know, he's had some success with Kyler. They've looked prolific in the first half of the season, but they've collapsed every single year. And why do you think that is? Their defenses figure out, you know, what they have to do. If you put a spy on Kyler Murray, a spy is a linebacker generally that – Mirrors the quarterback and finds wherever he's gonna go. They're taking sacks for losses. They're they're are they're getting minimal yardage, and that's just not gonna win. It's not gonna take you anywhere. And it, I don't understand that coaching hire whatsoever. Yeah, the guy's very attractive, and he's this young gun, you know, offensive guru per se. But I don't understand where they got the guru part. I mean, he. <laughs> He hasn't won anything. Ever. If you're going to go for one of those guys, why not go for Lincoln Riley? Exactly. He's actually yeah. found success. Yeah. Wins football. everywhere he goes. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So things pretty worse. He wears shades on the sidelines. I, I mean, just, the I guy's mean. more considered. The guy's more concerned with his hair 
that yeah. he is the offensive playbook. No doubt. It, no it's doubt embarrassing. It. And that, that, the roster they have on that team can go. All right. But someone is something else. Cadence, I wanted to ask you about this, too. It's just, this is another kind of like X's and O's question. Sure. When quarterbacks, some of the pre-snap, things they say pre-snap, you know, Peyton Manning was the best. Obaha, Obaha. Right. Can you break down some of the classic ones? Like, what does it mean when you kill, 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 or alert, alert, alert? What do those things mean? Okay, so, yeah. So, when a quarterback is going up to the line of scrimmage and they're, you know, getting ready to snap the ball. So, their first – usually, their offensive coordinator will give them two plays. So, they'll have their first play, which is either a run or a pass, and then they'll have the inverse bet. So – Say they call like an inside zone, just like run it right up the middle. If the defense has lots of number, if they have a numbers advantage in the box, like we talked about before, well, say Derek Carr or Tua, will be like kill, 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 or alert, alert, alert. So that means they're just checking to the second play because that quarterback feels that the first play is not going to be successful. Right. Okay. So Peyton Manning, I mean, they, there's a lot of things they do pre-snap at the line of scrimmage, uh, like you can call hot routes. Like Devontae Adams and explain what a hot route is. A lot, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people don't know what a hot route yeah. is. So basically, a quarterback can tell what tell a receiver what route he needs to run, or tell him the play that he needs to run. So basically, though, there's so much communication. Also with the offensive line, like you have to ID who's blitzing. You have to set the protection. You know, you can shift it right. You can shift it left. You can block everybody. You can send the tight end on a, like a block and release route. So there's, they have to communicate all that stuff. There's really, you know, it's very, it's very uncommon for somebody like super young. So say like Daniel Jones, he's not, he's not calling hot routes and he's not making his own Bank plays. Jones, any of but those like, kind of. Tom Brady, all Aaron Rodgers, they know exactly what's going to happen before it happens. Exactly. So they're always checking. They're always adjusting. And even like with Devontae and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he could just give them like, look at him. And then just give them like some super subtle signal. A lot of coaches don't give their quarterbacks that, you know, that opportunity to check plays at the line of scrimmage. Going back to Kyler Murray, he, <laughs> Kyler Murray desperately wanted the opportunity to call his own plays. They, so Cliff Kingsbury let him call the plays of fourth quarter for a preseason game. I'm pretty sure they didn't even get 50 yards of offense during that Atrocious. It was, it, was, it was exposed. Yeah, he needs to watch a little more <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guys got to put down the controller. Guys, <laughs> Too many video games. Yeah. There, uh, there was a statistic that came out from, I, I can't remember which, you know, analytics, but it was when Call of Duty had double XP <laughs> weekends. He's like 0 and 9. He's like 0 and 9. He's, like 0 and 9. he's well, unprepared. Actually, actually, I think last week was the first time he won during a double XP weekend. You know, anomalies happen all <laughs> over the place. And maybe, maybe he's Broadly, changing. there is an inverse correlation between yes. Call of Duty and Kyler Murray's success in the football. Exactly. And yeah. the whole, I'm praying that he's making a change. He yes. got exposed. And when in his new deal, they wanted to say you got to watch six hours of film. And they removed that. And they yeah. removed that to their credit. But I, I honestly, I don't, I have no inside sources telling me this as I am a college student who watches NFL for fun. But they did that to embarrass him. I mean, they, yeah. they did that to tell him, you need to start watching film more consistently. They, they six hours film a week, for those who don't know, is a laughable amount of film like, watching. Him. Tom Brady watches that in a single day and probably more. Yeah, so, sure. and any, any, you know, any elite quarterback, which I think a lot of people can agree, Kyler Murray has the potential to be. For sure. I mean, he's got all the tools. He's got wide receivers. We've already discussed 
you know, the philosophical issues with their offense, but he's got the tools within himself to be a top 10 guy. It's all in his mental. Exactly. I mean, if he learns the plays, if he learns how to read defenses correctly, I mean, the sky's the limit. It 100%. really is. I mean, just, I think, last year, Patrick Mahomes was quoted saying, oh, I can't wait. I'm just, I'm just finally learning. I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl before yeah. he learned how to read defenses. It's, and the defenses are not, let's, let's, you know, let's be honest. They're not easy to read. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes years of dedication and practice. It's just, is he willing to put in that kind of time? And my gut says yes. He's a Heisman candidate, or not candidate, <laughs> Heisman winner. Yeah, I mean, he, and he's had a lot of success in the NFL already in a pretty young career. But can he, can the Cardinals go the distance? It's, you know, jury's out. We'll yeah, see. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, Max, you recently informed me that. Uh, Mahomes puts ketchup on a steak, right? So I guess my question is, if you're a Kansas City receiver, how do you trust him as as, as your leader if he's making those kind of culinary decisions? Um, you trust him because he's got the best arm in football. And just because the guy's got the taste buds of maybe a toddler doesn't mean you don't trust him on the field. Should he be made fun of consistently until he stops such an abhorrent behavior? Absolutely. Bury him. Until he stops. I mean, the guy is a $500 million man, half a billion. The guy can afford the finest dry age tomahawks in the world. And he should be made fun of. But that's locker room stuff. That's bonding stuff. We, we all have our idiosyncrasies. We all have, you know, things that we do that others consider are weird. And that's unfortunately one of them. Ruining, you know, high quality pieces of meat. It's unfortunate. But... I mean, you trust him because he's the dude. All right. Well, hopefully Mahomes can figure it out how to eat a steak properly. You know what? My mom puts barbecue sauce on her steak, which is an equally sacrilegious thing. I was going to say, don't ex- – what? You would have to do your mother like that. She <laughs> listens to this. I know. I, I know. I want her to know. It's not a, not we, a personal attack. We have a great relationship. I don't want to say anything bad against Mrs. Walkon. Shout out Mrs. Walkon. <laughs> great, great human, great mother. Produced two of the most dominant minds of our day. Just but a but poor consumer of steak. I, unfortunately, that is – what kind of steak is it? Is it like a ribeye or a like, – Ribeye, New York strip? Oh, yeah. no. This is why I thought. I'm sorry. Enough said. <laughs> Move on before we say something wrong. Yeah. All right. Cannon, you told me about this take recently. It's about J.J. McCarthy and his – for those of you who don't know, J.J. McCarthy is the new starting quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. Can you tell us what you've seen from this Wolverine offense this season thus far against, again, really pretty anemic teams to play against? But. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think this is a hands-down take. I mean, since since I ever since I can remember, probably like 2008 after, he's hands-down the best quarterback we've ever had. I mean, just Don't as say as much. Michigan yeah. quarterbacks have been Exactly. So That's the thing. The bar is very low. Time. The bar is very low. I mean, you see the throws he makes on the run. I mean – Last year, there was this throw. He scrambles out. It's on, like, the 40-yard line. He scrambles out to the right. It's, like, third and 17. He sees this guy completely other side of the, the field. The guy has jet fuel in his shoulder. And just launches it. It's I mean, crazy. The, the ball probably moved 60 yards in there. Absolutely. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how J.J. does. Glad to see he's the guy. Maybe he's the best human quarterback ever. Maybe. Maybe. At, least, at least best in a while. I, mean, I think the Michigan record for passing yards in a season is, like, 3,300. That bar is so low. Yeah, it's very he, he low. can pop that. 
Yeah. But the thing with Michigan is we're, we've always been a run first team. Oh. We're still going to be this year. And I, and I I don't want them to get away from that identity either. Identity. This is the big pack. Yeah. This you is ground and pound football. football. All right. Got a quick quick exercise for you guys. These quarterbacks have come up a lot in, in the pod already. So, we, we, you know, Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, but they're going to pass it through, right? Yeah. They, you can, the, the way you order them can change. Well, yeah. Everyone yeah. knows they're going to pass it through. Yeah. I think where the three of us degree is in that, like, 10 to 15 range, right? With the so guys like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, guys like those, right? They're all franchise guys. Are they ones that can win despite a lack of roster talent? Can they uplift a team and win games all by themselves? So I'm going to ask each of you guys a different question. Here. So for those five guys, okay, you got Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Hurts, Prescott, Kyler Murray. Which one of them do you think has the best chance to kind of evolve into that elite company? Maybe you answer that one. What are the options again? So we've got Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, Dak, and Kyler Murray. I would honestly say Kyler and Deck are probably the two out of them. I mean, there's still – I mean, I know Deck is definitely a little older than Kyler. But if Kyler continues to progress and continues, you know, to understand the game better and better each year – He's going to be dangerous. Yeah. I, there's no reason that yeah. he's not a guy that will just by himself win games. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He already is. Yeah. He already does. Yeah. Right? In the regular season. So we'll, we'll yeah. have to wait and see if the playoff success comes. Max, different question for you. Which of those guys is a pretender? Which one is – Barely a French uh, starting quarterback. Who do they? Who, which one of them is someone that their team needs to be thinking about who their replacement is going to be in two years? Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Everybody knows who Kirk Cousins is at this point. He's an established. For me, he is my pillar of 15 out of the 32, 15, 16. He is your middle of the road guy. Um, so I actually like base my rankings around that. Kirk yeah. Cousins is like my pillar. I don't want to say mediocrity because that's not very better than mediocrity, but he's like average plus, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. So we got Kirk Cousins. Give me another name. Derek Carr. Prescott. Derek Carr. Prescott. Me. I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I think he is electric. Alex is shaking his head. He doesn't understand. All he got did was get blown out in the playoff game. He's never had an opportunity to be great. Okay, this is the first year they put a legit offensive line. He's not getting booed out of Philly Stadium. He's not getting pulled in key moments. This is the first year they've actually put a team around them. And you know what? I think Philly is not only going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win a playoff game and contend. I think. Let's see. I let's see. It's their best team so far. They're a great team, and I think Hurts is good enough to win with. I think Kyler Murray right now might be a little bit better than him. But I think he's a little bit older than him as well. Okay, but the season you're projecting is Baker Mayfield two years ago, right? Sure. So who's better, Baker or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Why? Uh, because he's way more, I think, his elusiveness. He rushed for the most yards. He's more of, athletic, no doubt. No doubt. What else? Uh, I think that, okay, see, like, I was a Baker believer, but I think Baker's been pretty – we know what Baker is at this point. Right I think – I mean, it seems like they're both guys you can win a playoff game. Well, my, my whole thing with this exercise is, like, neither of them are guys that are going to uplift your team despite sure. a lack Do, of I, Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting Jalen Hurts in the top ten. There's, sure. no, there, sure. there's no case for that. But can you, or what's the, you're asking me if he can elevate a team without talent? I'm just saying, no, pump, no Jalen Hurts in the second year. Like, sorry, there's four the people, five people in the NFL can do that. Sure, he's sure. not one of those guys. Yeah. But you're asking what you're what what I 
perceive the question is, is if you put talent around him, can he not make enough mistakes to go far? And my answer is yes. What were the, I think he's better than Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a pretender. Absolutely no question about it. I think he's got one of the best wide receiving cores. Josh Jacobs is criminally undervalued. They have a bad offense. Their offensive line's okay. I wouldn't say it's prolific, and it's not terrible. But he's got Devontae Adams. He's got, um, what's his name? Redfro. Waller. And Waller. Oh, talk this is, this about is the first a freak of nature. It's the first series he had that receiving. He played two games with them. So yeah. He, he has an opportunity to show something. But they've here. always had a very solid offense. Because of Pierre Carr. Yeah, I would disagree. Who's the best wide receiver for the Raiders the last five years? You'd have to give me a list. I don't have you that have to, You head. shouldn't have to have a list, yeah. though. Okay. If maybe that's know. fair. Maybe I just – maybe he's criminally – he doesn't have the stuff around him. I just think that, like, when I see – I'm basically – I'm an eye test guy through and through. I When I see greatness, I know greatness. I do not, and I'm not saying that I see that in Jalen Hurts either. I'm not saying when I see Jalen Hurts, I see a guy that is going to, you can put mediocre talent and he's going to take you to the Super Bowl. There's no chance that happens. But I think Jalen Hurts might have a slightly worse arm than uh, someone like Derek Hart, but his elusiveness and his ability to run the ball far overshadows Derek. I mean, yeah, I mean, going back to the, uh, well, Jalen Hurts, I I mean, again, I think he's very similar to Kyler Murray in the fact that when he has a good team around him, he, I mean, he's the the limit. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I would. Who are are some of the other guys you put on that list? Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. Okay, Dak. Dak's complicated. He's got, he's got the, he's got his arm. Who do you put first, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? What do you put ahead of it? This, this, see, this is ridiculous, but I'm taking Dale. Yeah, Prescott's one playoff. I know, I understand that. I understand that. Like I previously stated, I may be delusional and I may be completely wrong. This might be an Orlovsky take, and I might die on this Carson Wentz hill. (laughs) But I just, Dak is so big. He. Like, yeah, he slung it with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup, but God anybody can. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's an elite, and that's when he had the best fighter, the best offensive line in the country, yeah. in the NFL. That's true. I mean, think about what if you swap Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott? I, I, think, th- I think Jalen Hurts does just as good as Dak Prescott. I think he's more dangerous. But I don't know if Dak can elevate the Eagles. Hell the pass, no. Maybe this year he could, <laughs> but with the past Eagles teams. Definitely look, not. look, I, I stick to my takes. I, I may be right. I may be wrong. I'm just saying the thing that, that I think you're so impressed with with Jalen Hurts wins you games in the regular season, being able to you know run around, make plays. You know, just I don't gamer. think, but the the right now is Dak is much more of a developed product than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. This yeah. is the first year that we've seen them put a real team around Jalen Hurts. Well, he's in year yeah. two. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's a starter. There yeah. you go. I just I don't know. Dak, we've had what five years of Dak, and he's Three? been and he's been great all of them. What, what years? What are you talking about? He's, he's, been, a really, and three he's been a solid. What year have the have you ever considered the Cowboys to go far in the playoffs? I thought last year they were at a great team. Not me. I just I, 
I, maybe it's just because I hate the Cowboys and I just refuse to respect them. But as, as long as Jerry Jones is still breathing sure. oxygen, I mean, they will not win a Super this, Bowl. This is, I this promise is you that. Quarterbacks, though. Right. Okay, fair. But I just ha- I haven't seen any of Jalen Hurts that makes me think he's a surefire hit. I don't. I okay. In what respect are you telling me he's not a surefire twenty top twenty quarterback? No, he's top twenty. Sure. Hey, but here, okay, people are Dak's on the fringe of the top ten. Yeah, it's true. Okay, but we've also seen Dak with a prolific offense yeah. for several years. We see we've seen Dak. Succeed at a really high level. We have not seen Jalen Hurts do that. Right? I really, really think that Jalen Hurts will take. I don't want to see say I'll, he's going to make the NFC Championship, but I see him with one or two plus wins this season. Honestly, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Honestly, I do. I I love this Eagles team. I mean, this year will be the make or break year for Jalen Hurts. I mean, at least have- showing. I'm not saying they have to win two playoff games, but like if it's his fault. Bring me back on the pod, and I will issue a public apology. It's it, they have a real chance. All right. Well, before we we can talk all day about you know who's who's the twelfth versus sixteenth best yeah, quarterback. Absolutely. Like you brought up gambling. Let's talk about gambling. All right. Thanks, you're a big gambler. Baggy, you're small amounts, but you you enjoy gambling. I enjoy gambling. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. You, you appreciate gambling responsibly. I think. I think it just. It's. I think that gambling just. Uh, like I've said, I've used this metaphor many times. I look at it like buying a movie ticket to entertain. I just think it makes – it could be literally $2. It does not matter about the, about like, the, the amount of money. The price range for it, like 10 it's, $15. Exactly. I mean, my hot – like the most I bet on any given, given Sunday on a team is $15. That's – because I am not, I am never that confident on a team yeah. where I'm willing, given I have multiple bets on any given Sunday. But yes, I, I would say I I enjoy it definitely. I think it's a, a special spice to add up outside. How does it make you feel when your girlfriend Nagy fades your bets? It really, you know, well, okay. you explain what fading a bet means. Okay, so fading a bet basically means that she, he or she takes the exact opposite of what you think. And she has won a significant amount of money <laughs> fading my bets. And like I said, I throughout this podcast, I'm a gut guy. I'm an eye test guy. I, I take what I like and I see what happens. And even if when I lose my bets, I'm happy I placed those bets. Because for that four hours I was watching that NFL game, I was locked in. And, you know, uh, she fades my bets and she wins a lot of money, but um, not a lot. Let's uh, we're talking pump the brakes. Well, yeah, like <laughs> total, she's probably up sixty bucks. You know, over you know x amount of bets. She's not. It's not like she's you know winning thousands. Let's let's relax. But it sucks. It's all in good fun. No one's going to bed angry. We're you know it's all it's all in good fun. And you know I'm happy for it. You know she wins a bet. Well, maybe not in that moment. I'm not happy for it. <laughs> but, you know, give it an hour or two and she'll buy me a Starbucks. We'll be all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Cadence, I'm on the table to you for a minute. Right. We've already appreciated the fact that you're an actor's nose, guys. You can break sure. stuff down. Definitely. And you, you've talked about before how opposed to watching, like, First Take and Undisputed, mm-hmm. those guys who talk about storylines and narratives, you like legitimately watching people break down film. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of led you 
to watch things like breaking down film. And can you talk about some of the cooler things you've learned? Yeah, well, sure. So, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, it's not to say that I never watch, you know, you know, guys like Stephen A. I mean, there definitely is some entertainment value to, you know, those guys. Sure. You know, you get some preseason hype or whatever. But, you know, I think the true game really lies within the X's and O's. Like, if you understand what teams are trying to accomplish and what their game plan is going week in, week out, I mean, you can really get a feel for, you know, what team is actually good, what team's actually bad. And it's just, it just makes it more interesting when you actually know, like, the defensive and offensive schemes. You know, I, I would attribute that partially to me playing Madden so much. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when it's guys just a guru on the sticks, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what can I say? But yeah, I mean, like you have guys like Brett Coleman on YouTube who do just great jobs. Brian Baldinger as well for NFL Network. I mean, it's just so interesting seeing how teams actually go about, you know, combating certain schemes. You know, if it's like, what's a good example? Say like going up against Bill Belichick where he's going to throw whoever knows what formation or how many blitzers he's going to send, you know, how to combat that, and, you know, what, what goes through players' minds on a week-to-week basis, you know. So looking at guys like Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury who, you know, try to go for the air rate attack for passing it 50 times a game. Yeah. And then you have guys like John Harbaugh who's going to run it 60 times a game. Sure. You know, so that, you know, differential is super interesting. You learn a lot about the teams and actually like how effective and, you know, valuable certain players are. And, you know, it's, it's an attribute to, you know, some of the lesser known guys. I mean, cause everybody knows Justin Jefferson and, you know, Jamar Chase, but when you actually get down to like the, you know, who knows the starting left guard for the Indianapolis Colts? Well, that's Quentin Nelson, but, you know, right. but, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, in a general sense, you know, you, you miss a lot of these guys that go under the radar and yeah. contribute so much to their team. Yeah. It's so, all about the, you know, the highlight guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's why I enjoy it where you can see like what's going through a coach's head and how they execute plays and how it's, you know, they vary from week to week. So that's what, that's why I enjoy it. And, he, and I can tell from hearing you talk, it translates to the fact that you know, like, who the left guard is on, like, the Houston Texans or some of those teams. Cause, and, you yeah. know, and you, you know the names of the linebackers. And, by the way, they matter. Because you, yeah, you call absolutely. them out when they make plays when we're watching football. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Go, go, oh, I just want to ask you one more thing. Yeah, please. Is that, like, what's one of the cooler things, like, when you see a play, how, and you, how do you know it's covered, too? How, how do you know you can tell one of those safeties is, you know, sure. they're showing blitz, but they're actually going to pull back the coverage. How, how can you diagnose those things? Yeah. As someone who's, you know, a fan, yeah, and you're totally. able to pick out that stuff. Absolutely. Well, so it's definitely hard to tell when you're watching it live because you can't you can't see the entire field. Sure. But the biggest thing is the safeties. Safeties will never lie. If so, if you're playing, so basically just a breakdown of the coverages. So you've got cover zero, which is just cornerback on receiver, and there's no safeties. The safeties are going to blitz. And so cover one, there's one safety deep. Cover two, there's two safeties. Cover three, there's three. You know, cover four, there's four. So you really have to look at the safeties and how people are aligned. So if there's, so if I'm like standing, so say Jair Alexander and Justin Jefferson, if they're like one yard away from each other, I'm like standing right next to you. That's press coverage. And so, you know, if it's press man coverage, you know, it's probably going to be cover two, cover one. Uh, where one safety drops back and then the other safety picks up either the running back or the tight end. And so just looking at, you know, alignments and, uh, you know, how far the defense is giving space. Uh, and the other, the other thing is uh, pre-snap motions. Sure. You know, you know, so if you have Amon Ross St. Brown coming across the line of scrimmage and there's a guy following him, like 
that's an easy identifier for its man coverage. Yeah. Or if the if the entire defense shifts because one guy goes over, it's zone coverage. And so you know, there's that you know, there's that interesting dynamic and in how. But the interesting thing is, you know, defensive coordinators are so smart, and the best ability of a defense is unpredictability. Right. You know, so if you can, you know, guys like John Harbor, they love stacking the line. You know, they put eight guys on the line of scrimmage. And so the quarterback's looking like, oh, my God, they're about to send all eight. But really, they could drop five and then only rush three, and then the whole play is bust right. because you've got eight-man in coverage, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting looking at the pre-snap motions and kind of seeing how everything is playing out. And, you know, it definitely takes time. You know, you have to, like, you know, pick up on the little things. But it's just super interesting because, you know, you kind of understand how the game is going to go. Yeah. You know? How do you develop this ability? You know, I, I mentioned it before, but God's you know, gift. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just very talented. No, but I mean, you have to watch the film. You know, that's I love watching film breakdowns. Uh, I mentioned Brett Coleman before. He does an amazing job of explaining everything. Humble um, gives credit to others. <laughs> All right. The guys yeah. are supposed to be a prolific Madden player. I, yeah. That, that, I, that's, yeah. I love my Madden. I can dial some shots on all Absolutely. You know? um, I love that. You oh, beat yeah. me for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely destroying me in every game we play. Yeah, it just it just makes it interesting, you know. Because, I mean, there's so many different levels to watching football. I mean, you see something totally different than Max sees. sees totally something different than what I see. Yeah. You know, so the, everybody watches it in their own way. But, you know, looking at it from, like, the coaches and the players' perspective just adds that extra level of interestingness. We got this guy on for free, ladies and gentlemen. Of course. <laughs> what a blessing. Happy to be back anytime. All right. We got a couple a couple more topics to here. One thing I want to talk about quickly. Let's talk about golf. As someone who has never really been that much into golf, I feel like Max has kind of galvanized this group for and sure. got us on the links. Okay? Absolutely. And I will say, I have improved very little. All right? And <laughs> That's I, a hard game. It is it's a hard fair. game. So let's talk for a minute. Let's talk, first of all, what's the most frustrating shot? Okay? Let's talk about... And let's just talk. Let's talk about our most recent time on the golf course because it was eventful. So let's start. Let's start with this. What, what's your guys? What is the most frustrating shot for you? What's your best shot? Okay. Um, for me, best shot depending. See, this is I'm bad enough where it really depends on the day. Yeah. But um, it's either my best shot's either going to be driver or probably something with my iron, roughly 150 to you know 200 yards out i could just i don't gotta be i don't have to worry about control i just need to keep my you know my head down turn my hips and crank it um <laughs> but worst shot is anything really up 75 yards in that it's just say you're you know 10 15 away from the green you know we watch we watch the greats we watch tiger we watch Phillip. you know we watch just them just hit these amazing flops and you know we're like okay you know you know we're out here having fun it doesn't matter you know at the at the absolute worst time we got 10 bucks on the game yeah you know and it's a six so we're out there for six hours who cares um but those shots where you really just gotta like you gotta hone in your like your club speed and you gotta just you gotta you know the once the fairway, you're not on the fairway anymore. You're trying, you're, you know, you're pin hunting. You want to get the ball as close as you can to the hole. That's, that's the worst yeah. for sure. But for me, that's just like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I hit the range a couple times. I'm like, oh, all right, so this is what I'm going to do. But I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's interesting because it's actually the exact opposite for me. Like <laughs> when I'm driving, like, well, okay, I'll start on the other end. So when I'm getting close to the green, like 75 yards yeah. in, pitching wedge, it's it just comes naturally for me, I guess. I mean, like the fin- I'm not yeah. I'm not claiming to be a natural. Yeah, he's not a field bat. Let's not. Let's get this clear. <laughs> like, I'm a very bad golf player, but like going into the hole, I can kind of focus on like more about you know just kind of getting it in this general just area. Just getting it there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then when I'm going for the driver, I'm thinking about everything else. So like trying, trying to bombs. make sure trying to make sure my power is there. But if I'm thinking about my power, then you know maybe I slice it. Maybe it goes five yards. Maybe yep. it goes backwards. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think the finesse comes easier than the power for me. Yeah. yeah. It's tough, man. What about you, Alex? Yeah. I mean, it's the best club in your bag. I, I, I really struggle with driving. Um, with that, is a, that is a lie. <laughs> you hit rockets. <laughs> the last time, first of all, I, I hit rockets as in like and 150 you, yards. All right. We're talking like 225 for your, for the listeners, but. Yeah, I mean a lot. I mean, I would say you were hit uh, like a sixty percent success rate for which us for us, that's a hundred. That, that <laughs> was an anomaly. But I will say my most difficult shot. I agree with you in a sense is chipping. Yeah, just chip trying because I can't get under the ball. Yeah. I end up just whacking it. Nothing it goes in. way past the other side of the green, or it goes three yards. And then I then I just get so mad. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all about don't want to play anymore. Exactly. It's so yeah. I, I, it's like, especially when you have a teammate, you're playing scramble. It's like, I just let you down. Uh, and I, then, then you get in your own head. Then you try to muscle it. Then you stop keeping your head down. It's like, oh, you got to keep your head down. You know, it's, it's an infuriating game. It's a fun game. It brings us together. It's a great time. What other course. sport can you drink beers out with your friends on a beautiful summer, summer day? We, 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 all three of us, we love to hoop. Yeah. We play basketball. We're sweating, whatever. But, I mean, golf is just, it's just a relaxation thing. But we work it. We watch the best, and then we expect the best. And it's just like, relax. <laughs> like, we're out here for having fun. Swing the club, see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. But I, obviously, when you're out there, and you're on, you know, your are competitors. We're competitors. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, you're up one stroke, yeah. literally, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> and then you blow it because you hit a duff. <laughs> and, you, and it goes seven yards when you need to go 110. And it's a game. We say football is a game of inches. I mean, golf is a game of millimeters. Yeah. You hit yeah. the ball, and literally, um, it, it's it's so frustrating. But it's it it's a great time. It is. I quickly want to touch a little bit about what happened on on Saturday last night with golf because we were there. Our good pal Kazer was there, and he was. We, we all had, we we all had carts, right? And you know, it's it's uh, it's a privilege and a responsibility to drive a golf cart, Absolutely. and you know, it's going great. You move yeah. a lot faster than walking. Cousers, sure. we are on a, uh, one of the holes where it has a large body of water. It's a little pond, okay? And, you know, we're, we're on our way. We're getting closer to the green. And Cousers is driving his cart. And he's apparently, allegedly, is looking for something underneath the car while driving. That was a mistake. And he incidentally submerges a good chunk of the cart in the pond. Right. That's, I mean, you're going to talk about disaster on the course. Forget about any swing that you failed to do correctly. That's a disaster. So forget you know, pace of play. You're yeah. trying to get it. You're yeah. trying to get a golf cart out of a, a swamp, a pot, 
I'm driving the car. I hear, I just hear Max, Gosro, what? You know, you're just, you're losing your mind. So we, we turn around, we go back, and, you know, the cart's in the water. We spent about, I'd say we spent about 15 minutes trying to get that thing out. God bless that there was no one behind us. Yeah, thank the Lord. Because they 100% would have called yeah, like, we, were, we were considering calling the club because what are you going to do? You can't leave the cart there. And I don't know. Golf carts are, you know, they got to be $2,000. Not more. Yeah. 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 And so we're, and thankfully the front of the cart was in the water. So the battery itself never got submerged. We pretty much were able to kind of get the back wheels a little bit on some ground, get some terrain moving, hit the gas, put that thing in reverse. Max pretty much lifted it out of the water while Cosmo, you know, watched. Uh, you did you did a lot of heavy lifting. I do have a problem with the person that put it in the water and got the least dirty. <laughs> and then that that's shameful. It is. it is. Uh, and then when I was chasing him after the fact, trying to throw him in the water. To make things fair. Because he got, no, he didn't get wet at all. Yeah. And I was, you know, belly button high in water. Oh, he complains about me. Uh, slightly damaging his Lulu weapon. I mean, talk about first world problems. <laughs> my that polo's worth 70 bucks. I just saved you maybe 500. So him complaining after the fact was a little bit annoying, but you know. So little things. And we love Cosmo. Friends are friends. Great golfer, yeah, by the way. Solid golfer. Solid. I would be great, <laughs> great to overstatement. But yeah, he hits my shots. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Hey, we all have our days. We all have our off days. Right? We were playing with uh, we were playing with our good friend Sarah, and she would. She, we're better off describing her as great. She's a Cosmo. She she's a she's a pin hunter. Yeah, she hits bombs. Yeah. Well, well credit to her. Seriously, golf's a great sport. I think we all enjoy playing it. We're going to keep on playing it, and uh, hopefully, we can get a little bit better. Yeah. Or not. It's still yeah, fun either exactly. way. Either way, it's a beautiful Saturday. Saturday. It is. In September. Yeah. What else? What, what are you doing? Yeah. Doesn't get better than that. Exactly. Amen. All right. We're down to our, our last topic here. And I quickly, I want to just kind of give Max the floor for a little bit. Like I haven't had the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you just talk a little about some of the things you say? Like just, just your, your, just your vocabulary, the things that you're in. It's words that you can put together. You, the way you speak is just, I can't even explain it. It's indescribable. It's very unique. It is. It is. Um, well, first of all, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my older brother. Um, Augie deserves his credit. Augie deserves his credit. Him and his friends had definitely an impact on me. They kind of spoke their own language growing up, and I, you know, I grew accustomed to that. But, uh, you know, I've just always kind of been the funny man. In the group. I'm, no, uh, you right. know, I'm just, you know, I'm always cracking jokes. Sometimes they mess, and you know, thank God they're not on recording. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it to that. that. But um, yeah, I just uh, I'm, I'm, I like I, I'm a as you I'm sure can tell on this podcast. I'm a big fan of hyperbole, and I I enjoy um, I just I enjoy I enjoy cracking jokes, making smiles, and just you know having a good time. Like I think um, you have such a unique ability to do that. Not even just because of like putting it together a story sometimes just the way you say words like if someone says something that, that you agree with instead of saying absolutely what do you say you say absolutely absolutely and that that comes i take i borrow a lot of material from a lot of people i mean, sure but it's it, sometimes it's, it's all about content it's about delivery absolutely Your delivery absolutely that's what i would say um, there's no scenario where no one can use a laugh comedy is you know, everybody can always be a little bit happier and a little bit more lighthearted. And I, uh, 
I try to bring that to any uh, social scenario that I'm bringing. Um, you know, but it, like I said, it all depends on the context of the situation. It's definitely a time and place. Exactly. Sure. You know, I'm not <laughs> ripping jokes at any, you know, somber events. <laughs> it's time to, you know, button up your shirt and be respectful. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're with when you're with your friends and, you know, you're with your girlfriend and people that you love and trust, you let, you let it fly. <laughs> and if it misses and you, people are like, oof, then you just, you take note and be like, ah. On to the next. It's not, it's not a funny joke. My bad. It's uh, that that stays. I'm no, by no means a comedian, but that stays consistent with you know the legends and you know your your family chuck chuck chucklers like me. Absolutely. We appreciate the content, man. Your content sheet and uh, appreciate it. Appreciate both you guys for coming on today. It's just yeah. fun. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, I'll come back anytime. I'd love yeah. to be back. Let's see. If, let's see if the numbers grow or significantly tank. <laughs> so that'll probably be dependent on what happens. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll check back in on Jalen Hurts. Cadence will check back in when you're the offensive coordinator for another team. Yeah. And, uh, Hopefully. See, this is this is my problem. You know, you're you get to hide behind being the by, by being the facilitator facilitator of this conversation you didn't drop any hot takes before our listeners listeners give us your hottest take before closing out the video you've exploited <laughs> my idiocy and my no research done i test material give me your hottest take for the season i'll say for the season uh i'll say despite looking really really bad the first two weeks I, the rams are going to be the nfc championship Whoa! I like it. I like it. Spicy food yeah, for thought for yeah. the listeners. I, I just, I think, I don't know how much more Aaron Donald wants to play, and I just think, I think they're going to dial that up. They're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to fix a lot of issues that seem very solvable. And yeah, they're, I don't know if they make the Super Bowl again, but they're going to be right to fix things. And that's all, folks. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next time. Let's go.